What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Ethan's Thoughts. In today's episode, there's going to be a lot of differences here. You're going to hear a challenging thing that you're going to have to adjust to. That's okay. You can do it. But one thing you have to adjust to is I'm not going to have the music that you normally hear on an episode of Ethan's Thoughts. A little jingle that you have at the beginning, that transition, and the one at the end. We are in a different season. All right, here's what's happening. The service provider that I have used for Ethan's Thoughts for the entirety of its existence, it has costed me money per month, and it has done a lot of awesome features. It has allowed me to store all the podcasts on like a cloud service, unlimited storage. It has allowed me to use, you know, music and different things like that. But there's been a few things I haven't loved that I wish I could be able to do. Well, there's a lot of awesome, exciting things that Ethan's Thoughts, the podcast, has coming in its future. And I wanted to go ahead and just kind of prepare heading into that direction. When some of those things go in the future, I am going to be doing it on a different platform for another idea that I have. And I'm going ahead and switching to that platform. This platform is free. It's a little bit more complex to use, but once you know how to use it, like I said, it's free and it allows you to be able to continue to hear me. It helps me be able to do it without having to pay a fee every month. And I will be able to add music to it eventually. We are just not there yet. All right. So I need you guys to be thankful that we're able to continue still making it, but it's just going to be a little bit different. So if you heard about my bonus episode, for the college football playoffs that I did. I'm a big college football guy. I struck while the iron was hot, and I decided to make an episode for Ethan's Thoughts. Bonus, not number 60 or whatever number we're on. It's either 59 or 60. I decided to make one and drop it the day, I think it was last Sunday, the day they did the college football playoff ranking announcement. So I was like, wow, that's awesome. So what I decided to do today was give my predictions for the playoff. So if that makes sense, last time I gave my reasoning for why I thought the playoff committee got it right, a lot of people had a controversy that Florida State was not in. They thought that they should be in over Alabama or Texas. And I wanted to give my reasoning on why I believe that it was completely justified for their decision. So if you want to know more about that, go and check out my bonus episode on Ethan's Thoughts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Go and figure out why I believe they made a good decision. Today, we're going to be talking about who I think will win the college football playoff. So it's back-to-back college football episodes. If you're not a big fan, sorry, you can tune in next week. We'll be changing up again, going back to a Christmas-themed thing. But with it being so hot right now, I really wanted to take some time to touch on it because I have a, a lot of opinions about it. So cue the music that we don't have yet, that down, down, do, do. And we're going to go ahead and get started with today's episode of Ethan's Thoughts. So, the top four, if you've missed it, for the college football playoff are Michigan, number one, Washington, number two, Texas, number three, and Alabama, number four. A lot of people really thought, with their heart and soul, that Florida State would be able to get in there with that number four. I'm not even going to say sneak in, because they were 13-0 conference champs. And if you heard my reasoning in the last episode, you know that I think it's justified that they missed because their quarterback got hurt. And then their second-string quarterback got hurt. And there's no way that they're going to win with a third-string quarterback 
against these top teams. And if they did, it's just not the best thing. Alabama has to get in because they just beat the number one team, one loss, SEC champion. Go cry on a river. The ACC is not as strong as the SEC, period. And Texas, went. they didn't go undefeated, but they lost one game. But they won their conference championship, the Big 12, and they are the only team that beat Alabama. So it's like, if they're conference champion, you got to move them ahead of Alabama because it makes sense. Alabama beat them, or they beat Alabama, but Alabama's beat everybody else. So it's kind of like, that makes sense. Washington's a really good football team, and Michigan's a really good football team. Undefeated, conference champs, it makes sense. So Florida State got left out, and I think if the injury wouldn't have happened, I think they would have had to choose between Alabama and Texas, and I think with still the way things have played out, I think they would have chosen to put Texas in. I think Alabama would have been the last man out at number five. So if you're an Alabama fan, you should be glad that Florida State's quarterback got hurt because not truly, because of course we want nobody to get hurt. However, because he got hurt, that is what opened up the door for Alabama to get in, even with a win against Georgia. Because before he got hurt, I kind of played a certain scenario like this out. And I thought that there was a chance Bama missed it, even if they won the SEC, which if Florida State's quarterback didn't get hurt, which would have made the first ever college football playoff without an SEC team in the playoff. So that would have been outrageous. So I think it worked out. If you think I'm just an SEC lover, trust me, I'm not. I root against SEC teams if I want to. I didn't root for Alabama to beat Georgia. I didn't root for Alabama to get in. But sometimes, even as an Auburn fan, you just got to make your decision. You know, you got to think, I got to think, Biasly now, which is like, I think Auburn's the best team in the country, period. I think they'll beat anybody. Then you got to think unbiasedly, which is Alabama is one of the four best teams in all of college football, not just right now. And the only team that beat them is one of the also four best teams in college football. It's just how it is. So they're playing, the one seed plays the fourth seed which means we'll get a Michigan and Alabama game one. That is crazy. Then Washington and Texas are going to play. The number two seed and the three seed. I think that one's a little bit harder to pick because I think these guys are close 50-50. Right now, if you look at the team that's hot, like hot off the stove, I mean, it's kind of hard to pick. Michigan's right off the, ho- like right off the hot stove. They beat Ohio State. They get their conference championship win. They beat Iowa. Iowa is not a good team whatsoever. However, Iowa made it to their championship, and Michigan shut them out pretty good, shut them down. And if you know about Iowa's offensive woes, then you know Michigan deserved, or not deserved more so, I guess, Michigan was expected to put them down, and they did, period. So... Michigan is not a team to play on. I think they're the most overall good team. But Alabama's hot right now. Alabama has a prayer in Jordan Hare. Copying all the miracles Auburn's had in their past. They get that fourth and 31. And that was just insane. Don't talk to me. And then they go and beat Georgia in a close game. Number one team in the country pretty much the whole year. Favorite SEC champions. So it's like they're 12-1, and one, they're SEC champions, they're hot right now. This is not the time to play Alabama. So this is a really tough game to choose from because you got to think you got probably realistically the best team all season long. 
I think Michigan's been better than Georgia, and I think if they were to play right now, Michigan would win. I just think because Georgia is a two-time defending champ undefeated, there was no argument for them to not be number one. I'm not saying that I think Georgia should have been number two and Michigan should have been number one. I'm just saying, if you know, you know, Georgia was number one, back-to-back champions, it makes sense. But if something would have happened and Georgia lost sooner, it was no, with no doubt Michigan taking their spot. For the college football playoff committee prior to the Michigan-Ohio State game to have Ohio State over Michigan, that is a monstrosity. That is awful. I know Jim Harbaugh was, or yeah, Jim Harbaugh was suspended. Yeah. Are you blind? This is one of the best football teams in the country with the coach that knows how to motivate them. And he's still coaching them in the week. He just was not able to coach them on the sideline of three straight games. So you better believe he's getting them fired up. He's getting them ready to roll for each game week in, week out. Why? Because he knows how to motivate his players. So if he knows how to motivate his players, you better believe they're going to be ready to play without him because he was going to get them ready to play without him. And on top of all that drama, you put Ohio State over Michigan, who's beat Ohio State the last two years. All right, that, I just think that was disrespectful. And the committee had it coming. They did, the, the Ohio State was going to lose that game. People predicted that weeks ago. I never thought they had a chance because Michigan was going to come out with a heart, with passion, with revenge, and they were going to stick it to the playoff committee in two ways. Going to stick it to the NCAA for suspending Jim Harbaugh and then stick it to the playoff committee for putting Ohio State over them when Michigan has beat them the last two years and is undefeated right now. So it just makes complete sense that they were going to win. I think they should never been hired. They should have been number two from the rip behind Georgia. So when Georgia lost, it made full clear sense. Put them there because they're the best team in the country. And Washington, I really, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I really thought Oregon was better. I thought that first game might have been a potential fluke. You know, just kind of end of the game magic. I mean, they missed the field goal. A field goal to tie the game. Bo Nix got them down there to score, and they just couldn't kick, make the kick. And so I thought, you know, in my opinion, this is almost a guarantee will Oregon win against that Washington team in that Pac-12 championship. I thought Oregon's going to come for revenge. They're going to get the revenge. They're going to win the Pac-12, and they're going to get in the playoffs. Well, Washington showed up. Washington showed up. I was very, very impressed that they did that. So Washington showed up and beat Oregon in another tight game. They showed that they have Oregon in their bag. And they secured the number two seed after Georgia bumped out of the top four. And I think that's justified. But the point I'm making is, I got off track there with the Oregon-Washington stuff. We're talking about matchups and we're talking about Alabama versus Michigan. I still think to this moment, if this is disrespectful, then sure. I still think, and if I got any Alabama fans listening, we can talk. But this is still not the best Alabama team we've seen in recent years. All right, this isn't a Bryce Young-led team, a Tua team, Mac Jones even. All right, this is not that team. This team is a good team, a very good team that is getting hot, which is the threat to Michigan. But if you term, like if you match up, Milrow's playing good. I'm taking J.J. McCarthy over Milrow any day of the week. 
even on his off day, I'm taking him. Running back-wise, Blake Harms pretty good. He's a pretty good running back. Could have gone pro last year, probably top five pick if he didn't get hurt. Decided to come back because he loves Michigan. I think Michigan has a better defense than Alabama does right now. And that's without any hesitation, I'll say that. So I just think this Michigan team is going to be really tough to handle. So in my prediction, I'm not going to do a score because anything can happen. I just think if, if it's a defensive showdown, Michigan's winning. If it's an offensive shootout, I think Michigan can win that. I think if it's an offensive shootout, Bama will have a higher chance to win. Not then Michigan, but then if it was a defensive showdown. If it's going to be a low-scoring game and defenses are the dominant factor here and the best defense will win ultimately here, then I'm, I'm taking Michigan. But if it's an offensive shootout scoring left and right and the best, most explosive offense wins, I could really see Bama coming and taking it. And the reason for that is Milrose two-way, that athletic the running he's got. He's kind of getting better with his throwing. He's made some good throws, but his running ability is what's insane. He's fast. And so I just think with all the factors playing in, you got to take, like if you're trying to play it safe and have an actual smart pick, you've got to take Michigan. Alabama fans, don't call me a hater. I predicted it. Many of you saw. I predicted that Michigan, or I mean that Alabama would get into the playoff over Florida State, who are many people saying should have been in over Alabama. I knew it would happen because I'm unbiased. And I'm unbiasedly saying I think Michigan will win that game. Now, for the record, if Alabama comes out there and wins, I'm not surprised. I'm not like, what? I thought Bama sucked, man. This is this ain't cool. I'm not gonna be like that. I'm gonna say, well, they won. Because I'm not surprised if Bama comes and beats Michigan. I just think at this point in time, Michigan's the team to beat. It doesn't matter if it was Alabama, if it was Texas at number four, I'm picking Michigan. If it was Washington at number four, I'm picking Michigan. If it was Georgia, if it was Florida State, I'm picking Michigan. I'm picking Michigan over all these teams right now. So that's who I got winning the first matchup, which is the one and the four. I got Michigan beating Alabama. I think it's not going to be a blowout by any means. It's going to be a tight game. It's either going to be an offensive shootout that Michigan comes away with, or it's going to be an incredibly low-scoring defensive game that Michigan's defense, which is better than Bama's defense, is just going to prevail on. If it's an average game, like a 28-24 to type win, then I'll be a little more surprised. But I got Michigan beating Bama. I think Bama's just had a really good run, but I don't think their team overall, talent-wise, is the same as Michigan's. And this will be another game with Harbaugh, who's one of the best coaches in college football, even though Alabama's got Nick Saban, who's one of the best coaches of all time. All right, so if Bama wins, this isn't a, I mean, I'll take it all up to and say I, I picked Michigan, but I'm not going to be surprised. So with the second matchup, that is Washington and Texas. And this one has a little bit more of an interesting feel to it. This one's not as easy. So there were some points throughout the season where if you would have asked me, if Washington and Texas play right now, who's going to win? I'd say Washington, 100%. And then there were still some times where 
if you look at me and say, well, Washington, Texas, when I'm like, give me Texas, baby. Texas forever. Texas's only loss is to Oklahoma, who at the time was 6-0. and They were hot. They were beating all these teams. And they were number six in the country. 7-0, they went on to beat US, UCF the next week. And then they got upset by Kansas. Then they lost to Oklahoma State. Then they beat West Virginia, beat BYU, beat TCU. And to my knowledge, Oklahoma, yes, is 10-2. So Oklahoma did not have a down year. They're still in a rebuilding stage. They lost their quarterback probably for the better. They can find a better guy than Gabriel. But it was a two undefeated teams going head-to-head, right? And Oklahoma scored in the final 20 seconds of the game which when it comes down when it's like a final play of the game kind of moment you know one singular thing it could go the other way I'm not taking away Oklahoma's win it's just more so that makes me think Texas was still good enough to win that game like they were in the position to win the game and something just happened if you flip a coin or if you were to play the game the next day when a game is that close it could still be anyone's game it's not like Oklahoma's better than Texas so we need to always think Oklahoma can beat Texas on that kind of game does that make sense so when Oklahoma beat him that way I'm like all right that could just been a night for Texas sadly in college football you got to play perfect at all times and Texas played perfect for the rest of the season they had a couple close ones they had their TCU game was pretty close Kansas State went to overtime you know, a couple lower scores, but at the end of the day, Texas took care of business. And they won their Big 12 championship in a dominant fashion. Scores 49 to 21 against Oklahoma State, and it was not as close as it should have been. It did not, the score does not reflect how much of a dominating blowout this was. So Texas is hot. Texas is ready to roll, and they're in the playoff. The thing about Washington is, Washington has done something that a lot of teams failed to do. A lot of teams failed to do this. So, Washington started their season great. They did their whole spill where they beat, they started good in conference. And then we got the game of the year at the time, Washington versus Oregon. And we knew that whoever got that win was going to have the advantage for the playoff more so than the other. And especially if both teams kept it up. They beat Oregon in a really close game. Missed. Oregon missed the game-time field goal. Then they win a nail-biter out of nowhere with Arizona State. You're thinking, hmm, what's going on here? Win a good little shootout with Stanford. Beat USC. Beat Utah in a one-touchdown game. Beat Oregon State by two. Beat Washington State by three. And then beat Oregon by three. So Texas has had the ability to beat many teams and run them out of the building. Washington's lost a lot or won a lot of games close. Here's the thing. If you look at the overarching scale of the Pac-12, I think the Pac-12 had a better overall season than the Big 12. So like teams like other teams in the Big 12, you know, Kansas, Kansas State, TCU, you know, these are teams that did not do as good compared to other Pac-12 teams, you know, such as you know, Oregon State, you had Oregon, USC fell apart, but I mean, they're seven and five still compared to others. They're, that wasn't as good compared to other big 12 teams. 
You know, Arizona had a pretty decent year. And so these are all things that you have to keep in account. But Oregon lost to Washington twice. Twice. That's impressive. Not on Oregon's like embarrassing, but that Washington can beat a team twice. Because if I've seen anything, I'm going to give one of my quick examples because I'm an Auburn fan and I can only really base examples, not just out of Auburn done, but of other things. Auburn 2017 beat Georgia, destroyed Georgia in their game. Carryon Johnson was great. Had a great quarterback that year. This was Jared Stidham's first year. He was playing good. And we were, I say we, I mean Auburn. I was like, Auburn was playing really well. Then Auburn goes and beats Alabama. It's a pretty decent game. It's not like incredibly close. You're not just nail like edge under your seat thinking this is like, it's not like this past year's Iron Bowl. You know, it's, you kind of got a feeling Auburn's going to walk away with this one. Auburn was like the fifth or sixth team in the country with two losses, one to LSU and one to Clemson. And they're in the SEC championship. And you may call me a delusional Auburn fan, but if you listen to any sports radio, you you know that at that time of the streak they were on, if Auburn would have beaten Georgia in the SEC championship, I'm not saying it was a guarantee because it could have easily been like a Washington type moment where they're like just left out. But they were like the number six, seven team in the country. And there was a belief that if Auburn beat Georgia in the SEC championship, Georgia's only loss that year was number was Auburn and they were number one when it happened. People thought that Auburn could beat them. They beat them and they could make it into the playoff as the first two loss team ever. There was an actual hype there. I'm not crazy. Go check out, go look at the articles, go look at the videos. It happened. Anyways. Auburn, when they beat Georgia the first time, Coach Malzahn got a little aggressive, got a little excited. Things were said. There was some excitement shown. And let's just say, he said something that gave some fuel to the Bulldogs. So when those Bulldogs came to play Auburn a second time, it was not pretty. It was not pretty whatsoever. So let's look back at even another year. I believe this is 2021 when this happened. You've got Alabama and Georgia playing each other in the SEC championship. And it was, trying to make sure I get it right. I think it was close. I think it was close. But Georgia lost to Alabama in the 2021 SEC Championship. And so when Georgia lost, they put, making sure I got this right, I'm pulling it up right now. Yes, I did get it right. So Michigan lost to Georgia in the 2021 SEC Championship. And Alabama beat Cincinnati. That was one of those Cincinnati miracle years, and Cincinnati just had a really good season undefeated, and they made it. Looked like the best team. They made it and got crushed. That Cincinnati loss is one of the things that impacts Florida State not getting in. Just saying. So then, after that, Alabama and Georgia have a rematch from the SEC Championship in the National Championship game. 
And Georgia came back ready to play. And I'm telling you, it's just something that's hard. It's hard to beat a team twice. All right, because you know how they play. That's the first thing. There's the logistical reasons for it. You know what they're going to do. You know what beats you. You know how to beat it again. But when you have to play a team a second time, especially if it's personal, it just gets a lot dicier. And I just confirmed that Georgia did beat Alabama that year. I know Georgia last year beat Troy TCU. It was crazy. But that year, specifically in the January 10th, 2022, Georgia beat Alabama 33-18 in the rematch game. And you see, that's just what's tough. It's tough to beat a team twice is what I'm trying to get at, especially a really good team. I don't care what people say. Oregon is a really good football team. So Oregon plays Washington, loses a close one, goes on to continue winning their games, makes it to the Pac-12 championship game. So does Washington. A lot of people thought Washington was going to lose because it's the, Oregon's on fire. Washington had a couple close ones. And like we were just saying, it's hard to beat a team twice. That's good. I got a little off track with all this, but here's where I'm rounding it around. Washington beats Oregon the second time, which is impressive. And they've won a lot of close games. They've played with adversity. Texas has won some close games too. I'm not saying they haven't. But the Pac-12 has overall had a better year than the Big 12. The teams have played better. So when you line them up and you think who's had more adversity, who's not, I'm, I'm taking Washington against Texas. I think Washington's got a really stout squad, and they proved that by handling big moments, big adversity moments, playing the same team twice, and beating just overall, I think, better group of teams. I'm not saying that's why I don't think Texas shouldn't get in. I just think Texas... I just think it's going to be Washington. I think Washington's kind of like this is our year moment. Texas has a few more pieces. If you take Ewers or Penix Jr., I'm taking Penix Jr. So that's just the main thing to their quarterback. So with that happening, you're going to have Michigan and Washington in the playoff. And I think, I just think it's going to be Michigan. I think this is Michigan's year. Michigan's, I think, been in the playoffs back-to-back years. I mentioned how in that, 2021 playoff going into the 2022 championship you had Michigan losing to Georgia last year you had TCU upsetting Michigan and beating them to make it to the championship game three I think this will be the third straight year Michigan's in the playoff and I think Michigan's just ready I think they have been on the edge of winning for the last few years and they're ready to make it to that championship game and I think if they make it to the championship game they are not losing so that is my prediction. I believe Michigan's going to beat Alabama. I will not be surprised if it goes the other way. And I think that Washington's going to beat Texas. And then I believe that Michigan is going to beat Washington and be your 2023-2024 season national champions. But I need you to let me know what you think, who you think's going to win. If you think it's going to be one of the other teams, let me know. Thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said, it's going to be a different type of episode. Instead of having my little jingle, this episode's about to end. So I hope you guys will be patient with me as I'm continuing to make these changes in the podcast. It will be for the better. I cannot wait to see how it's going to look in the future. A lot of exciting stuff coming soon. I have a big announcement I'm going to make that you guys are going to like. Hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Rate it. Share it with a friend. Follow if you haven't. And I'll see you guys in next week's episode of Ethan's Thoughts.